Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Finally, it is time for the, the Rich Eisen Show. Oh! Are we the show or is everything else the show? <laughs> <laughs> Live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. The Rock gets up there when zero's on the clock, we're supposed to go, and then he's going for another five minutes. It's like, holy smoke. Earlier on the show, host of Peacock's Pro Football Talk, Mike Florio. Coming up, co-host of Peacock's Brother from Another, Michael Smith, plus actor Charlie Day. And now... It's Rich Eisen. Okay, hour number two of the Rich Eisen Show is on the air. Good chat with Mike Florio in hour number one. We talked quite a bit about the quarterback carousel that I'm telling you is going to start spinning very, very soon in the NFL. It may already have with Kyler Murray's Instagram cleansing of Super Bowl week. If you missed anything that Mike said, don't worry. We have something called a YouTube page that's white hot to the touch right now. That's that's how hot it is. Um, over 300... 66,000 subscribers now. And um, so go to YouTube.com slash Rich Eisen Show for all of that. Chris Brockman and Mike Del Tufo in their spots. Good to see you guys. Good to see you guys in hour two. And uh, TJ Jefferson as well. Uh, Good to see you, sir. Hello, world. Um, So yesterday, at this very moment, we said hello to Mike McCarthy of the Dallas Cowboys. That's true. Uh, 24 hours ago, we were saying hello to Mike McCarthy. And um, Mike, I asked him point blank about what Jerry Jones said about Dan Quinn coming back to the team, which is great, okay? (laughs) TJ, I turned to you and I said, the Cowboys getting one and done by the 49ers and they might lose both their coordinators and Mike McCarthy's there having to rebuild that staff. Maybe they just go ahead and bounce him too. Mm -hmm. Honestly, that's what I was sitting there and thinking. I did not Um, think that. And and no, I'm, but... Him having to rebuild his staff after all of that and Dan Quinn doing what he did on the defensive side of the ball, that that was a dicey situation. Yeah. But the Joneses set right away. Stephen Jones said this is there'll be no coaching change. And then Kellen Moore didn't get anything. And um Dan Quinn got a lot of interviews in, but uh did not take a job. As a matter of fact, he pulled his name from a couple of spots yeah. and while many jobs were still open, he signed back with Dallas. And Jerry Jones at the Senior Bowl being interviewed by his own website said maybe the reason why Quinn came back is the reason why Sean Payton and Jason Garrett were assistants for a long time because every one of those three coaches have said they'd love to be the head coach of the Cowboys. Every one. So my point is that has 
in my mind, a lot of logic as to why they might not take a job now rather than one or wait and see how the cards go in the future. And I asked that of Mike McCarthy. Hey, man, what would you think about that, especially when the follow-up question came in? Mike knows that someday somebody other than him will be coach of the Cowboys. <laughs> His answer made some news, especially when he said that he spoke to Dan Quinn about all of this before Quinn started interviewing in other places. This is what Mike had to say. We talked about it. Uh, we, we, we talked about Dan's situation. Okay. Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, we, we talked about Sean Payton's narrative also. Uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's been discussed. You have discussed yeah. that with him. Huh? What is what is, yeah. is anything you can share uh, that you have discussed? Oh, no, I mean, just, really, the, the, just the conversation was, you know, uh, you and I are in this, you know, back-to-back, and, uh, you know, it's a partnership, and, you know, just focus on what we need to do moving forward. Um, and, you know, and he, he made some, you know, personal comments about you know how he feels about it but you know that's really for for him and i but mm-hmm. uh, yeah I, i'm very very comfortable with our relationship and our dialogue i mean it's uh at the end of the day uh, we we both want the same thing and it's uh and it's to you know to win the world championship and and hey and definitely the narratives are unusual um but at the end of the day i, I think you have to you got to trust the relationships and the, and the communication and the connection that you have in, in our in our leadership group, and it's. I think we're doing everything we possibly can to, you know, to build a championship team here. So he said he spoke to Jerry Jones about. He also said he spoke to Dan Quinn about this narrative and said that Quinn told him, "Tell me if I should take out these jobs because this is an uh, you know this narrative isn't comfortable for me." And his answer to us and to to the show was, he said he told Quinn, like he said, Quinn, no, you should come back. Now, 10 to 12 years ago, he said, I might have told him to get out. I'm not comfortable with it, but I want to win. And Dan Quinn returning is the best chance for the Dallas Cowboys to win. Yeah. Why would you, you know, if, now that would be McCarthy shooting himself in his foot. If he said, Dan, I am so uncomfortable with you being here that uh, I, 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 I've got to go find another defensive coordinator. So, yeah, take another job because I'd rather start from scratch with somebody else with a, a guy who you coached to a unanimous defensive rookie of the year award. <laughs> yeah. I'd rather start with somebody else who's helped unlock digs in a manner that Mike Nolan sure had a little bit trouble doing. Yeah, you know what? I want to go back to that first year where unnamed sources were telling Jane Slater that everything's going on around here defensively that's real screwy. I want to go back to that. I want to try, you know, I want to try my hand at that. So, yeah, you need to go down the road for my own self-preservation because guess what that would have led to? A lack of his own self-preservation. I think that's a smart move by McCarthy to say, we're cool. You and I are cool as long as we know that. And I would just love to have been a fly on the wall. What those personal cool. words that Jerry Jones said to him on the situation. What do you think those were? You know? I mean, I think Jerry has made it perfectly clear. The only thing he cares about now is winning a Super Bowl. You know, finally getting another ring. And so I imagine it was some sort of conversation to the effect of, do whatever it takes to win me another GD Super Bowl. Right. You know? And that's it. Correct. Or 
he was saying something along the lines of uh, of, of this. I don't have the patience to jack with you today. <laughs> Get your damn act together. No, I, 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 I or you know, um, this is what's best for the Dallas Cowboys that I'm saying this sort of thing, and this yeah. is what happens when coaches are here. I don't know. I'm, obviously, we're totally, mean... totally guessing, but I don't blame McCarthy. Wouldn't you go? Wouldn't you come to me if I was talking about your position like this? Especially on our if, new richeisenshow.com website. Right. You know, I mean, honestly, like if somebody from NFL Network was saying, Rich knows he's not going to be the host of NFL Network forever. So, of course, we're going to hire all those people that, you know, can yeah. host and do his job yeah. because they're looking at his chair, which I think is great because they are worthy of his chair. Right. But Rich's knows, you know, Honestly, I'd I'd walk right in the office and say, "You got a problem with the job that I'm doing? Why don't you come to me?" Yeah. You know. Of course, though, you know, with seconds to go on Super Sunday, we scored on NFL game day morning. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Did you spike Sorry, it? Sorry, TJ. In the end zone? <laughs> Oof. But I I definitely think that this is just stirring the pot for a 2022 season that is going to be lit for the Dallas Cowboys. Now, I think that they are ready to win again, right? C.D. Lamb's not going to suddenly get worse. He's going to get better. I don't know what's going to happen with Zeke, you know, of the diminishing return. I would love for you guys to ask Marshall when he's here with Susie tomorrow about Zeke. Because Marshall and him... Well, tight, right? Yeah. Correct. I mean, because Tony Pollard to me is is just a dynamic player who can hit home runs from anywhere on the field, and Dak, one would think, is only going to get better again. I mean, this is what year six for him, right? For Dak, yeah, he's co- he's consistent. Last twenty sixteen, so yeah. yeah, yeah. So I mean, he's still a puppy, you know. Uh, so defensively. And then they're going to draft, and maybe it, could you imagine if they hit on another player or two in the draft? They got to hit. They got to hit up front and protect Dak. Isn't that a crazy? Well, that they've used done to be really the, well the, in the draft in the last. I know. Five, yeah, that's years. what people tend yeah. to overlook. I mean, you know, when T.J. Watt was killing it, everyone tried to point out the fact that Dallas passed up on drafting him for Taco Charlton, but. Aside from that, their, their record or draft picks have been yeah, really pretty hit. spot on. But there's no question. There's no question that if Dallas does not hit it, and this this coming year and doesn't put Jerry Jones at least in the NFC Championship game for the right to get to Arizona next year, then there'll be a change. I think that's for sure. Yeah. And whether it's Dan Quinn or whatever Sean Payton wants to do, because he's lurking out there, and that's why he's talking to Jerry Jones about Sean Payton. This takes a nice chunk out of the pie. Uh, it's going to be an, a wild, <laughs> wild campaign as usual. And Jerry Jones likes it that way. I think he kind of digs it. Yeah. And that's part and parcel of having that gig. You know? But we, the Cowboys still have to figure out the, um, the Cooper situation. they got to figure yeah. out what to do with Lawrence. they got to figure out what to do with Randy Gregory. There, I mean, this could well, turn team. not so great. You know what? Contractually, you if know what, man. Amari so. Cooper, where was he towards the end of that season? And anyway? where, like, he well, was, he, Rich, he was he, even, he was even saying, you know, what gives? You know, like, I'm raising my hand to to, to catch the football, well, you can't which say, is what, nuts. Hey, so, 
It's not like a lack of talent or a lack of effort on his part. He wasn't getting the ball. So you said, where was he? Yeah. He was there. He just. Cowboys are 21 million over the cap for next year. Yes. So we're going to see some. If Washington yeah. does not yeah. take a big swing at quarterback and they're now looking at a future of Heineke versus tier two veteran what's Fitzmagic doing or 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 rookie then this is Dallas's division because the Giants even though I do think Brian Dable can bring something to the table that nobody else has in the last several years there they're not going to turn around and suddenly battle for the division well I guess they can I, I don't expect them to and then I don't know what the Eagles are this is still Dallas's division then there's also the question Eagles. here's an interesting question we haven't hit this this week let's do it here can the Dallas Cowboys open up another football season in the house of the Super Bowl champs? Ah, yes. Because okay. we usually do okay, this on okay. Mondays, and we haven't done okay. it yet. Here we go. Okay. We had this tab open for a while. Yes, you okay. Have. So let's hit it. Hit it. Here. Hit it. hit it. Hit it. The Los Angeles Rams are going to open the 2022 season. There will be a banner raising inside SoFi Stadium. I don't know. You, you can't hang it from the Oculus, right? I mean, you're gonna have to hang it. Just somewhere. put it like a giant, like 50 foot banner down I the I just like right down the middle that <laughs> yeah. so, that somebody can punt and hit it. Yeah, right. You know, like hit it. I don't, you can't <laughs> hang it from that people. Oculus. I don't. They'll, they'll find, figure. They'll figure. Yeah, it out. you know what? They'll, they'll, they'll find a spot. They'll find a spot. They'll find a spot on the canopy. Somewhere the end zone um, has spots. Yeah, they'll yeah, find yeah, a spot. Yeah. So there will be a banner raising the first Thursday night okay. of the season here in Los Angeles, California, wow. and um, I'm sure I will be there as part of the coverage. Of yeah. of the opener, you guys will make going. a killing on oh, your no, secondary ticket market. I'm going. So much, I, I am you're definitely, definitely in. Going. Okay, hundred percent. I'm going I'm to that 50, game. 50. <laughs> no, I'm in. <laughs> I got to I got to see what kind I'm of prices, prices sir. I'm okay, uh, all As right. I wear Rams. So what are what are the uh, options okay, looking so at the Rams schedule? As we know, we have the uh, fellow members of the NFC West. Seattle, San Francisco, and Arizona. Good, good games there. Yes. They are uh, playing the NFC South this year. Ah. Oh. So they have the Falcons coming in and the Panthers coming in. Yeah, I, that think ain't we, I think we can rule them out. Yeah. They're also playing the AFC West. Denver comes and the Raiders come. Yeah, you can, you can get rid of those. I think, <laughs> I think we can rule them out. There's two choices because they don't usually like starting with a division game. There's, two, there's only two choices it's Buffalo or Dallas. I think it's the Bills. I think it's the Bills because I don't yeah. think you can. I don't think you can send. I don't think you can Again? send Dallas into somebody else's house for a banner raising. Again. Yeah, forget a that. second uh, straight year. That is that, be, that is a tough yeah. assignment, and they almost pulled it off this year. Man, Dak had 400 yards passing and. Lost you know, by a field goal. I know. Also, especially though, if you're if you're looking to push Josh Allen as one of the new faces of the league, you don't have to push. He's already done it himself. Uh, maybe nationally, he's not as much yeah. as well known as maybe. Yeah, and Dallas Chris, Chris is definitely right. Like but more it, people know who Baker Mayfield yeah. is than probably well, he doesn't any have any commercials. Yeah, so maybe. that's a, being a face of something. I would right? bet we see Josh Allen a little more on TV over the it. summer. Yeah. And I Look, think, guys, if you uh, want forty, fifty million to tune into that game, then there's only uh, one answer. Okay. Uh, by the way, I, as much as I don't want to uh, uh, feed hey, this beast, don't do it. Rawr, rawr, like a dungeon dragon. He is most certainly not wrong. 
No. Settle down just a little bit. Yeah, I'm not settling down. But I think there. it's going to be Buffalo. I do yeah, think and so because they don't like. Look, obviously, Niners versus the Rams yeah, running would, back the NFC Championship game. You know they like running back <laughs> championship game weekends, right? You know they you love that, but you don't want to do that for a division game. Obviously, Kyler Murray at the Rams was such a washout in the playoffs. You don't want to run the risk and. Who knows? Uh, who's the quarterback there? It'll be Kyler Murray. It's going to be Kyler Murray. Well, let, me make one, let me make one case. Let me make one case. Okay. Hey, hey, Chris, real quick. Did you hear Hoskins chirping that he'll yeah, take your ticket? <laughs> your yeah. Mike, you can talk our, to me. Our <laughs> Buffalo Bills coordinating producer, what's he saying? He was just like, I'll you take your tickets, He was like, I'll take your tickets. Um, if Aaron Rodgers... You'd give it to him for cost, clearly. For nothing. For what now? What else? I think my I think the battery If Aaron Rodgers forces his way out of Green Bay, says I'm not coming back and goes to Denver, I think we see Denver Rams opening night. Fact. Yeah. Yeah. That would be the only variable. Fact. I agree. Factual. Aaron Rodgers' new team opening night. This is what you could have been. Factual. Factual. Here's the thing though. Here's the thing. Well, yeah, the schedule comes will definitely have come out after if Aaron if Aaron Rodgers is oh, yeah. going to make a decision sooner rather than later. Even if he's on the Raiders, too. Either either team. Sign he's not going to the Raiders. He's not going to the Raiders. And I'm just saying. I'm just think. saying. If Go Aaron Rodgers, if, if it's Aaron Rodgers' first game as a Denver Bronco at the home of the Los Angeles Rams to raise the banner on opening night. 100%. Lock it in. Yep. Put it in stone. Throw it in the freezer. That is exactly <laughs> it. If it is Denver's new quarterback, if it's Drew Locke, if it's somebody, whoever they might get. It's going to be Buffalo. It's Buffalo, yeah. If it is Deshaun Watson, though, I still don't think they're going to put him in the opening game in front of the whole country because I don't think Deshaun Watson is going to emerge from all of this on a new team with the same reputation that he used to have. The other variable, Rich. Off the bat. The other variable. Yes. Let's say Tom Brady does come back and goes to and goes to San Francisco. Then we're going to see Tom Brady. Then we're going to see Tom Brady open up. Then suddenly they don't care about division games being a first. They do not care. You care about Tom Brady, new team, hometown team. What last year? You know. Boy, look at you! Look at you providing wrinkles, Tom Brady. You think we need one more? All right, we'll get one more. He wants one more if he comes back. Then it's Brady at Rams with the Niners. I don't know about that one. Actually, you know how much Mike, we can retire on our tickets. How about <laughs> no? Hold on a minute. If it's Brady and the Niners at the Rams, by oh. the way, total fantasy. But we're in this world. Hey. Let's just say. Let's one, just one, say it's 1%? that. One percent. Let's say it's that. Dream, that would be a piece of filet mignon they'd want to save for later in the season instead of first straight up. Like a Thursday, a Thursday, because it's a division game. I'm telling you, they're yeah, not into that. Thursday, they're not into that. I know they play home, twice, but I don't know division games. I just don't think they don't like it. One of them's got to go to the end, but they played him at but the end. Brady, this year. Brady is uh, one would say um, uh, a tendency breaker. Oh. So we're look as is right now. Snapshot of teams right now. It's the Bills. Yeah. Yes. Aaron Rodgers makes a decision. It's Aaron Rodgers. Wherever he goes. And Brady makes his decision. It'll be after the schedule comes out. It's still gonna be Aaron Rodgers. How about that? How about that? What if Brady? Brady what if Brady decides? You know, right and March. He ain't. No, he won't do that because again, if he does, let's just say Brady has this plan. Let's say Brady has this plan. Let's He's, say this is his plan, even though it's totally. 
if we're <laughs> if we're in the fantasy land, we're let's fantasy. just say this is Brady's plan. If it is Brady's plan, he will have to wait till the Bucks make a maneuver yeah. that he that they can't undo. That's it. That'll be after the schedule. But good stuff, Christopher. Fun. Good stuff. Take a break. Michael Smith from Brother from Another, and then your phone calls at 844-204-RICH. Number to dial. Do not dare go anywhere. So much to discuss. Back with Brother from Another is Michael Smith. Let's talk O'Reilly Auto Parts, people. Or as you might know from their jingle, O-O-O O'Reilly Auto Parts. They're in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offers friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs because you know when you need your car fixed, you need somebody who knows what they're talking about and is helpful, has a smile on their face, and gets you back on the road. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you just... Find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service? They'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you will find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts knowledgeable, helpful, and the best of all, friendly. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. It's that time of year, people. Spring has sprung, and that means spring cleaning, or at least the partner in your life is demanding that you do it. Whether that means stocking up on cleaning supplies or swapping out your winter clothes for new spring clothes, make sure you're using Ibotta and get real cash back with every purchase. Ibotta is a free app that gives you the most cash back every time you shop on hundreds of items from groceries to beauty supplies to toys. The average Ibotta user earns $256 per year. That could cover the cost of an entire shopping trip, that flight you've been eyeing, or the fancy dinner you've been craving. Join the over 50 million users and earn cash back every time you shop from over 2,700 brands and retailers. And right now, Ibotta is offering our listeners $5 for just trying Ibotta by using the code Eisen when you register. Just go to the App Store or Google Play Store and download the free Ibotta app to start earning cash back and use my code E-I-S-E-N. That's I-B-O-T-T-A in the Google Play or App Store and use my code Eisen. In a moment. Back here on the Rich Eisen Show, 844-204-RICH, number to dial. Stay on hold and enjoy this conversation because it's always great with the man who, along with Michael Holly, brings you brother from another every single day at 3 Eastern time after we are done with this space on NBC Sports on Peacock. Michael Smith back on the show. How are you, Michael? Uh, every single day when we don't take vacation, although I'm not going to Hawaii. so um. Well, I'm going with my poker buddies. I'm going with my poker buddies. Uh, yeah, that makes a difference. I might lose my shirt there. Um, so it's all good. It'll be fine. Wait, are you going without the family? That's correct. Susie's sitting oh, in. My wife, my wife is my wife. My wife. She is sitting in in this chair. She and Marshall Falk are doing all three are hours of the Rich Eisen show tomorrow. Charles Barkley calling in. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, that's dope. So you can't get Wally Pip because the income will still be coming in if he <laughs> takes the gig. So you're good there. I, I, I that's true. It's yeah, Wally. Yeah. Hey, look, the guy pointing to his temple. That's that's good thinking right there, dog. Uh, really good thinking. You know, it's called next level. Mm-hmm. Michael Smith, next level. 
Um, but that's dope that you get to go see. I got to work on that because I, I wonder. I need you to take me inside this conversation. Yes. Because was that the incentive? Like, babe, if you let me go with the fellas, you could hold down the show and grow your brand. Because <laughs> as we both know, Rich, when you go on vacation with the family, that's a trip. That's not a vacation. That's correct. You're taking a vacation, so I need to get. To, I need some pointers as a, as a fellow father and, and husband on how to get this. I've never been on a vacation before by myself. Nope. Well, uh, let's talk offline on that. I'm more than happy <laughs> to do that. Um, but just not over the next couple of days. I'm I'm out of office. And what island are you going to? <laughs> Our islands. Uh, I'm going to the Big Island, sir. The Big Island. Okay. Going yeah. to Oahu. All right. All right. Yeah, I've been Oahu. there. So it'll Good be fun. For you. Well, that's not what you call to talk to me about, though. What's up, man? How you doing? <laughs> Super Bowl. I, I miss you out it's, there. It's, I did not run into you like I hoped I would. It's great. It's great. It's all right. I just looked at your Instagram account and saw that you scrubbed all photos of me off it. So, um, <laughs> all photos. All, photo, oh. all Rich Eisen photos off of Michael Smith's Instagram page. Um, what do you make of that story, Conor Murray? What do you think is going on, Michael? Yeah, you know, <laughs> it seems like there's a difference in opinion. Um, usually the default, usually the, the, the obvious and the easy explanation is, is the right one in these instances. There's a different disagreement on money. He's coming up on extension time. Um, and he did not. They say you're only as funky as your last cut. Uh, and he stunk against the Rams, as we know. And so um, I'm guessing, I'm assuming, and I think it's a safe assumption, that there is a difference uh, in value, how the Cardinals see him and how he sees himself. But then when all the dirty laundry starts getting aired, mm-hmm. see, that's how, that's how I wonder, like, how do you come back from that? Like, does a contract just make up for that? Like, if there's enough unhappiness on Kyler Murray's part to scrub his social media accounts of all things Cardinals, if there's enough unhappiness on the Cardinals' part to put out that he isn't, you know, the best thing since sliced bread himself, like, how do you come back and move on for the next 10 years? It just kind of feels like this is the beginning of the end, and it's a matter of, of when, not if, this relationship ends one way or the other. Well, I was just saying this, is that if, if you think someone is immature and um, – and that person has already scrubbed his Instagram account, which one would say does lack uh, a sense of maturity, right? Yeah, that's very teenager Correct. Yeah. And so if you're dealing with somebody like that, how do you think he's going to handle uh, the whisper of he's immature to Chris Mortensen? How do you think that, how do you think that one's going to land? So I don't, exactly. I don't know how you do come back from that. Yes, a contract will, no question. Uh, make it better, and he can still win championships for that team. But he will be on a mole hunt forever in that building. That no is for sure. And from the Cardinals' perspective, again, I, I like Kyler Murray. I think he's an exciting player. He, you know, seems like a good kid. I don't know him personally, and I, I certainly don't know the inner workings of the Cardinals as an organization and where that would have come from or, or who would have been. If somebody is inclined to commit to him, why they would have put that out there the, to Mort. But you know the old saying, money doesn't – change you it just makes you more of who you already are so if they have reservations about who he is from a character and leadership standpoint how do you you know comfortably invest the amount of money that he's going to be looking for um it feels like it's on its way to being you know a a baker mayfield cleveland thing where it's like hey we got to see more before we decide to commit and the more you don't uh, going back to relationships, you know, we've all been there. It's like, hey, what are we? You know, what are we doing here? Are we, are we, are, are we going to, you know, take the next step? And you're like, no, nah, I just want to chill. I just want to kick it. I just want to – I'm not ready yet. Well, if the Cardinals aren't ready to commit fully to Colin Murray, when will they ever be? And by that time, will the relationship be too far gone where he's like, no, nah, I remember those whispers to Mort back in the day. Don't think I forgot. It could be. And, and then, you know, but, but 
you can't blame the Cardinals for saying to him, we don't want to pay you now because our plan was to pay you next year. And if we pay you now, we have an issue keeping this guy, that guy, that guy, that guy. We've got to keep all of this stuff. Our plan is to pay you. Don't worry. Be happy. Right. <laughs> and hey, and right. <laughs> um, and and then he doesn't like that. It's kind of like this is the business that he's chosen. Yeah. And and. I don't. I, I can understand he would say, "Well, what about Josh Allen? Look at the money that that he made. What about the fact that Wentz and Goff got paid?" And and so <clears throat> that's the conundrum because yeah, if you're the Cardinals. You're like, "What they eat don't make us crap," you know. Um, I guess it is. It, it is. It is what it is. If you're Kyler Murray, and uh-huh. I, I would never begrudge a player for wanting to get his bread. If you're Kyler Murray, you feel like you've done enough. You've accomplished enough. You were the number one overall pick. Let's not forget. And I mean, it, you know, it looks better and better in hindsight, given that we haven't heard much of anything from Josh Rosen. You know, they went and took him number one overall when they'd already taken a quarterback top ten. That's how much they were in love with him on the front end. Uh, they've steadily improved, even though they've collapsed in the second half of regular seasons. Nonetheless, they've steadily improved the last couple of years. Made the playoffs. So if you're him, you're like, yo, what are we waiting on? But if I, I side with the Cardinals here because he was awful in the playoffs in that in that loss to the Rams. He was awful. So if, if I'm the Cardinals, I would like to see more before believing that what you're asking for or what you're looking for or what the market says you should be or you're entitled to think you should be paid, I'm, I need to see more before I cut that check. So that's why you have this face-off, and that's why he's you know, scrubbing his Instagram and now all the dirty laundry is being aired. I just don't know how you put this proverbial toothpaste back in the tube. I guess with uh, nine figures. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like that's that maybe is the way to do it. Michael Smith, a brother from another, right here on the Rich Eisen Show on the Mercedes Benz Vans phone line. What's your take on the Simmons for Harden trade? I know there are others are involved, but those are the headliners. So, yeah. what, what, what's your take on that? Well, uh, basketball wise, um, I think the Sixers, the conventional wisdom is that if you get the best player, you win the trade. They got the best player, even if you're inclined to believe that James Harden is not the player that he once was. Maybe the last time he and Daryl Moore were together, he's not the same player. But he's still the best player in this trade. However, um, I do think that Simmons, when he plays, will be the better fit. Now, the trip part about this whole thing is, usually when teams blow it up, it's either because guys are past their prime or it's because, you know, there's money involved. There's some, you know, typical reason why uh, a, an experiment didn't work. This one didn't work for reasons that had nothing to do with basketball. They never played together, the, the Nets I'm talking about. And when they did play together, they were wonderful. This was a personality conflict and James Harden just getting restless. So that's the most fascinating aspect of it. This is, this is unlike any kind of star swap we've seen. And the same thing goes for Philadelphia. They were just sick of Ben Simmons' act. Now, having said that, going back to basketball, I think Simmons is the better fit with the Nets and what they already have and what they need than Harden is with the Sixers, um, even though they weren't getting anything from Simmons to begin with. So while the, uh, the Sixers got the better player, I would be inclined to think, again, once he plays and assuming he's okay, that the Nets got the better of the trade. But the broader aspect of it is 
on Harden's side, legacy, and I don't need to get into that. I'm just happy to see and hear from Ben Simmons. And not that he needs my approval, but I, like many others, reduced his discontent to the comments that were made after the Hawks series um, and other motivations such as ego and wanting to have his own team and not wanting to get along with Embiid and this, that, and the other. If he had some personal issues that preceded his playoff meltdown and that further complicated it, I just hope he's getting to a place where he can be happy and be the player that he's gifted enough to be. So I'm happy for him. I'm happy he's got a, a fresh start. And even though he's in the New York market, uh, I would think there's less pressure on him, um, at least to begin with. We'll see how teams are able to exploit his lack of shooting in the playoffs. What do you make of the concept of uh, his mental health um, being the reason why he couldn't play for Philadelphia and now he's with Brooklyn and he seems to be um, struggling less with that, Mm. Michael? You're talking about in terms of skepticism as to whether or not it really just came down that he didn't want to be in Philly and it's not really mental health and, you know, is he using mental health as a cover? You mean that? Um, let me just put a uh, fine point on it that, yeah, that is the yeah. conversation being had in Philadelphia and writ large. I that this could be possible and it is very touchy subject. It couldn't yeah. be not. It's one of the touchiest subjects. Uh, it's one that we, you know, take very seriously. Sure. Um, and so um, what do you think? I think you should be consistent. And I, and I know that's what I want to be. Um, it would be a disservice and it would be unfair. And that was the skepticism to begin with that, you know, this is a guy really throwing a tantrum and using something very serious as a shield from further criticism when he's just not, you know, tough enough to handle what thousands of players have handled before him and will handle after him, which is criticism for his own shortcomings. But I'm, I'll, I'll say this from personal experience. Um, you can't heal where you got sick. And whatever he was dealing with uh, off the court, I can't do anything other than take his word that there was something else going on. I don't think it's for me or us for that matter mm-hmm. to dismiss his claims that he had some stuff going on in his life independent of the playoffs and independent of his relationship with the Sixers. And those things only exacerbated or compounded whatever was going on. So, yes, is it convenient that he's on the road to playing again now that he's gotten what he's wanted? It's no different than our children. You know, they throw a tantrum, then you give them what they want, and they act as sweet as pie. It's like, well, wait a second. You know what I mean? Like, that's, that's not the way you go about doing things. But if he says that there were issues that he doesn't want to get into, I think if we're going to be consistent when it comes to evolving and maturing ourselves, as a society, as an industry, as individuals, when it comes to discussing the broad tent that is mental health, then let's be consistent. You know, let's not let, let's not, because we've already have a preconceived notion or we only have, already have an opinion about what we think it is or what we think it should be, let's not let that cloud our judgment or let's not even judge at all, I think. It's not a hot take, but I think it's the right way to go about it. If somebody says, I had issues that I don't, wanna, I don't really want to get into that had nothing to do with the trade, I'm going to believe him the same way I'm going to believe James Harden at Philadelphia was his first choice, even though he probably says that's all the teams at this point. So, <laughs> you know, um, yeah, I, I, I think the best way to do it is the way we've always been doing it, which is let's be better than we've been traditionally and historically when it comes to dismissing out of hand somebody struggling uh, with personal issues. I mean, they have, they have lives outside of basketball. We see the basketball. We see him turning down shots. We see him turning down dunks. We see him demanding a trade and sitting out a season and, and, and losing a bunch of money. I'll tell you what, 
I respect the fact that my guy was so committed to not playing for that organization again that he forfeited a, a big chunk of change. So I would think something must have really been wrong for him to give up the millions of dollars that he did. Michael Smith here on the Rich Eisen Show. Well, you mentioned how Ben Simmons turns down shots. He's not the only guy on the Nets who does. So what do you Rim think? Shot. Thank you. What do you think this means <laughs> for the Nets and Sixers in the, uh, in the short term and long run? Give it. What do you got for me? Well, they got him under contract. So if New York, and, and you're more familiar with that market and the politics of that market than I am, if New York ends up easing its vaccine mandate and Kyrie Irving is able to play full time, well, I got another one for you. I got another, I got another joke for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know why everybody was tripping about Kyrie Irving only playing half the games when James Harden only played half the court. There you go. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen. Oh, he did his own rim shot there in his, in his house. I like it. I like anyway, it. Anyway, that was so corny, but that's on brand for me. No, if they get all of, all their guys back plus Seth Curry, like I said, I think, I think Timmons is the better fit. He's still an elite defender, an incredible passer, amazing in transition. Um, and if he's right, Mentally, um, I think, especially in the half court, and this has been said by a lot of, if he could just accept his role by a lot of people, if he could accept his role um, and use that passing ability to make that offense flow more in line with what Kevin Durant and Steve Nash wanted. I think I read where James Harden philosophically wanted a more ISO-heavy attack, whereas you know Nash and Durant want to play more like the Warriors. Well, here's your Draymond Green. Mm. Not that he's as good as Raymond Green. No, I like, know what you're saying. No, no, it's just does. interesting you know, in terms of, uh, of of strategy. So what what about the Sixers? That, that you know, is Harden not, not have enough time to get in and that maybe next year's a year for it? Or I'm just hoping the, the, the basketball gods see fit to make this a 3-6 first-round matchup, 4-5 or yeah. whatever. I mean, that would just be dynamite. I, mean, I hope they both play. Was it March tenth? I hope they can both yeah, play by then. Uh, I, I mean, March tenth. I, I, I don't know. Do you send Simmons into Philadelphia? Is that what you do? I mean, well, if you want the three six, I mean, you got to get it out of the way at some point. He's, I mean, no, that's going to happen. I mean, the playoffs. He, he, he can't sit out or have right. management or whatever. You know, I think you rip that bandaid off. I mean, that's because wherever he goes, if he goes to Brooklyn, I mean, I know Brooklyn's fan base isn't what Phillies is, and they don't, have, and he doesn't have the history in Brooklyn. But if he goes to if he struggles in Brooklyn, you're gonna hear booze there too. Oh, of course. You know, he's probably gonna hear booze at every arena he plays at because even though he was a Philadelphia 76er, that became a national story. You'd be hard pressed to find an NBA fan that did not have an opinion about Ben Simmons, Sixer fan or not. Right. So, uh, but in terms of uh, what was your question about about the, the Sixers' long run uh, oh, yeah, this yeah. year? So I mean, Harden, what do you think? With Harden, like, so he misses the deadline conveniently to opt in for next year. Like, Harden is that guy, either that, that woman or man, whichever, that has a whole lot of relationships, like a serial monogamous. He's like, yo, why do you keep, you, you have no trouble getting a boyfriend, but why have you run through so many? Or that person whose resume has a long list of, of employment. It's like, why you can't keep a job? You can get a job, but you can't keep a job. Harden has run through every superstar in the NBA at this point that he could realistically do it with. So unless and until it does work with Joel Embiid, I'm skeptical that it will, because for some reason, it has not worked with Harden and another superstar. Embiid is also not just a roll to the rim. He's not going to take a back seat. Uh, he's not a, a take a back seat kind of big man. He is a, you know, if they run the pick and roll game, he's probably more likely to pop than he is to roll. So it'll be interesting to see how they gel in a short period of time. And in that short period of time, let's say they don't win it. 
Let's say they don't win a championship this year. Is Harden going to have a wandering eye again? Mm. Does he just want to be a free agent and pick his team independent of trade machinations and ownership input and general manager? Does he, just want, to, does he want to be wooed? What, what's important to him? Because what I still believe, if had he given it time, you know, and I get the, the Kyrie thing frustrated him. He's not alone in that. But you mean to tell me a healthy Kevin Durant and a healthy James Harden could not have contended in the Eastern Conference without Kyrie Irving? I still believe they could have. Well, I said yesterday, if he doesn't win with Philadelphia or he does, it doesn't work with Philadelphia for Harden, then he becomes Westbrook. That's what he becomes. Even if it does work, does he get like the usual championship credit? Oh, I think he would. I think he would. Oh, I think he would. I think he would be uh, lionized in Philadelphia forevermore yeah. if he brings the Sixers a championship or he's part of a Sixers championship, even if he's just there as a complimentary piece to an out of – his gourd and bead, uh, I think he would. I do. Listen, I, do. I mean, a ring is a ring. Don't get me wrong. Right. And if he's hungry and his, and his Marissa Tomei biological cock clock is, is doing this, is it's stopping, yeah. then, right. okay, I get that. And however he gets it, he gets it. And, and there's no shame in being a number two, a clear-cut number two, to arguably the best big man, if not one of the best players in the NBA. There's no shame in that, you know, whatsoever. Uh, there's no shame in being, no disrespect to the big O, but there's no shame in being Oscar to Embiid's Kareem, if you will. Oscar's also one of the greatest players of all time, right? But it's, it was Lou Alcindor. So regardless, it's a ring. Will he be lionized in Philly? Yeah, because they're championship star. But James Harden, the MVP, being so nomadic and such a hired gun, right. and the way he forced his way out of Philadelphia, the way he's forced his way out of the, the Nets, you know, I just I question as to whether or not he'll be viewed in the same vein as most players who star players, superstar players who win championships. Now, the other side of that coin is, is what he talked about yesterday. Maybe this is just somebody, you know, a, a player taking the player empowerment uh, era that we're in to a whole nother level and just it hasn't found the right spot. But if you've got to go through so much to find the right spot and so many people to find the right spot, like even if you count the iterations – of the Rockets when he was there, both in terms of supporting cast, head coach, and now it didn't work or he didn't want to see it through, you know, with the Nets a year later. Now he is with the Sixers. It just, I feel like it's already a referendum on him, and I don't know if that championship makes me look at him any differently. Brilliant individual player, brilliant scorer, brilliant passer, you know, exceptional talent, one of the best scorers we've ever seen. But I think he's shown that, He's that proverbial, you can't win with him as your best player. Thankfully, they got Joel Embiid for that. So we'll see how they fit together. We'll see you at the top of the next hour. You and Michael Holly, sir. Thanks for the call, Michael Smith, as always. It's been too long, dog. Don't make me, you know, he had me worried that you would trade me for somebody else. Not <laughs> at all. Like, Damn, I ain't talked to Rich in a while. You're on my Damn, Instagram. On You're on my Instagram. I have not scrubbed it. I appreciate it. <laughs> You're welcome. Take care. Y'all be good. That's Enjoy my... Hawaii. Aloha. Thank yeah. you. Aloha. That's uh, Michael Smith, everybody. Brother from another top of next hour, 3 Eastern, with he and Michael Hawley right here on NBC Sports on Peacock. We'll take a break. Breaking Bengals news. Breaking Bengals news. Breaking Bengals news. That's next. Let's talk sleep number, people, because quality sleep is so essential. That's why the sleep number smart bed is dissolved for your ever-evolving sleep needs. And the same thing for your partner. So you can choose what's right for each of you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Quiets your snores or... 
your partners. Sleep Number does that. My Sleep Number setting is 60. My wife's is 70. Ten numbers apart, but it truly is the world of difference. The Sleep Number sleep that you get is unbelievable. You will love it. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now you could save 50%. That's 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about how to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford anything, wherever you listen. Back here on the Rich Eisen Show, my friends at Mercedes-Benz Vans want to ask you the last time you seriously considered your dream. It's probably been a while, hasn't it? Yes, it has. It has been a while. So you used to think about it all the time. What happened? I say it's time you and your dream get back together. Think about it. You could live the van life in a totally customized Mercedes-Benz Sprinter. You can just travel around. You can go see family and friends that you haven't seen for quite some time. You could go on a vacation. You could start your own business. It's really whatever you dream up because it's a Mercedes-Benz van that we're talking about. You can expect innovative safety features like crosswind assist, blind spot assist, amazing performance and reliability. You can expect that. An MBUX voice command system, a five-star dealer network, and an available gas engine that runs like, well, a dream. So what do you say? Head to the Mercedes-Benz van dealership near you and get that Sprinter and tell them your dream sent you. Jeff in Detroit here on the Rich Eisen Show. What's up, Jeff? How you been? What's happening, Unc, my cousins? I'm glad I caught you going out the door with your briefcase, man. Sounds <laughs> like you are already on your flight. Oh, wait a second. Look what we got. Uh, that's right. We, yeah. got, we got a Jeff in Detroit graphic right here on the screen. Yeah. <laughs> that's smooth with it. Oh, that's so dope. That's so dope. Oh, have you not my seen family, this yet? It's, you know it's, it's, it's a police Listen, badge. I wanted to give you guys a little uh, inside information. Sure. Kelly Stafford wasn't letting Matt stay in Detroit another year longer. After the Matt Patricia debacle, what she came to understand is that his career would get nowhere if he was constantly under different OCs and different uh, head coaches. The organization itself has always, in my opinion, the Forge run, the, the, uh, the king, like the car company. And they need somebody that can really get in there and do what needs to be done. So now we're starting to rebuild all over again. I'm so happy for Matt. And that his, and, and the thing about it, Rich, him and his wife still have charitable contributions that still come to the state of Michigan every year. They have not been declined whatsoever. In fact, they increase. Okay. That's great, great to know. Thanks for the call, Jeff. You be well. You be well. Congrats on... Uh, I guess what Super Bowl adjacent, <laughs> right? Super Bowl adjacent Detroit, or Again, they should honestly have a parade. Like maybe let Matt recover a little bit. He looked a little hungover at Disneyland. Yeah, like, let's 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 throw a parade for Matt like next week. Okay, yeah. Uh, or and then sideline Mike says that Atlanta's Super Bowl adjacent now because he's you know or Atlanta's Athens Georgia is Super yeah, Bowl Athens adjacent. I, I just like that. that Jeff has his own card, which I had never seen before, yeah. and he just kind of blew through it. Like, it was not no, a big I mean, deal to him. Like, it's a big, maybe it's a big deal, Jeff. He'll see it later. He'll see it later. He's out driving around. He'll see it on the way back. <laughs> 
Breaking Bengals news. Chris Brockman, what do you have over there? What do you have over there? What do you have? All right, the Bengals have announced they have signed head coach Zach Taylor to a contract extension through 2026. Okay. Breaking news. Thank you. Very good. I didn't want over. And then, uh, so 2026. All righty. Seems like a good idea. All righty. From (laughs) the hot seat, he went into the season as the coach most likely to be fired. And he emerges it with a new contract all the way through to 2026. So congratulations to him having a job all the way through to 2026. Because as we know, the Cincinnati Bengals do not fire people and pay dead money. Ever. (laughs) Ever. Never, ever, ever do they do something like that. That's how Marvin Lewis lasted as long as he did. Getting that Never. So he will be in Cincinnati all the way through to 2026. Yeah, yeah and then and Zach Taylor also said today that uh, Joe Burrow, we saw him take many, many hits in the Super Bowl, suffered and played through a sprained MCL. Well, you saw him screaming in pain on the, the sack that ended, what, the second to last drive or the yeah, third to last drive? Yeah, it was in the fourth quarter. Right. I think it was the third to last drive because the second to last drive was ended by the Boyd drop his first of the year and then the last drive we all know was ended by Aaron Donald Donald. (laughs) um but yeah no surgery just gonna heal and uh he'll be back for next hey I told the Bengals fans this on Monday I'll say it again you got the right quarterback that's 90 95 percent of the problem we started the show talking about the quarterback carousel and who's a quarterback needy team and who might be interested and who's sticking with a plan hoping that it can become a team that's in the category of no way are we in the quarterback market and we won't be for quite some time and for the first time maybe if we've done this list for the last what 15 years, the Bengals haven't been on that list since Carson Palmer started playing well, right? That's the last time. I mean, the Bengals, you are set at at quarterback and you've got the weapons galore and you clearly have the coach who knows how to put it all together and make people believe and hand out game balls and bars in town and get the whole city involved. Cool. I mean, you know, like they've got it right. Yeah. Bungles no more. Just the jungle. And Joe. <laughs> Roll the jungle. And Jamar in the jungle. You know? Now, now so. draft some linemen. <laughs> no, no. Right now. Just, yeah. And hit the Super hell fix. out of that line. That's it. Yep. Just like the Chiefs did last year for their all-world quarterback. Charlie Day in studio hour number three. Don't go anywhere here on the Rich Eisen Show.